What up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast. I am your host once again, Ibu. And uh, today, I went ahead and, um, you know, what's crazy about this podcast, a little bit, just to give y'all a little bit of a heads up, is that amazing things are starting to happen. And when I mean amazing thing, I have a good friend of mine, longtime friend who I've known, um, decided to reach out to me just randomly, and then, um, which is that conversation now is turned into a podcast, which is today what we're talking about is a very, I mean, I had to even do homework for this podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, usually I get on here and I kind of know what I'm talking about, but today, you know what I mean? Up to today, I went, I had to study, I had to read articles, so I really hope you guys um, pick up information from this. I'm, I'm excited to learn, um, and I have my fellow, this is my ex-colleague, and I would like to say um, a brother, because we are from neighboring countries. My friend Yusuf is here with me today. Yes, Ibrahim. It's a nice <laughs> place. It's, it's such a pleasure to see you and you come here asking my point of view about this new technology. I'm super happy. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like, uh, just so you guys know, like, you actually initiated this. Um, I, so I got a message on Facebook, you know, randomly from Yusuf, and then Yusuf went, um, oh, I heard you're looking for somebody to come here and talk about <laughs> cryptocurrency. So this is kind of how it even started. And I go, wait a minute, what the hell yeah. is cryptocurrency? I think I could read that your your your, your people, people who listen to your podcast, I think they need to know a little bit. So yeah, of, and, and, and this is why we created a platform to allow people to really come and I don't want to say get educated because today we're, we're giving you our perspective on what we learned, True. but it definitely should be the opening for more education. For more education. You know, like it intrigued me. So I went, so as soon as when you send the message, you was like cryptocurrency, I didn't reply right away. I don't know if you probably pay attention to it. I said, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you self got, you know, what's going on over? Let me go figure it out. So when I went and when I type cryptocurrency, uh, first thing I see is, is Bitcoin. So, but it's, it's obviously it's deeper than that, and we're gonna get into it um, a lot more as we're going about. And also, I was thinking about you know what, with the holiday season around, um, you know, a lot of y'all gonna look to spend money, gifts, and I was like, this would be a perfect subject to talk about. Let's talk yes. about money a little yeah. bit, and not just uh, money as terms, you know, your credit card balance is you know is due and you're not paying it, but like more so like the the other side of learning, you know, whether it's investing. Um, you know, just the other side of it. So um, for those, obviously, a lot of people might not be familiar with you. Um, and it, just to kind of give you a little bit of history with me and Yusuf, um, on my first podcast, when I told him I chased your dream, and I was working at a place for about three and a half years, uh, pursuing my dream, of course, was to get into my own field of study. Yeah. And uh, the first day of that job, yes. when I went to training, <laughs> Yusuf was in the classroom with me. So like... Yeah. We started together, and you know, three, yeah. four years later, he he don't moved up, um, working at the same spot. Uh, you know, he's went to do different things, and I've also I've went on to do different things. I I don't even look yeah. no longer work there, but it's it's just amazing that we can you know a couple years later when we gotten smarter, right? Yeah, <laughs> we could come back and and have these these intuitive conversation, and you know, just to pass down the message. So. If, if you had to maybe, I don't know, describe yourself in three words, whatever. I don't want to make it sound boring, but <laughs> for those listening to it, like, give them, give them three things. Yeah. Uh, wow. How, how do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, number one, uh, you, you love to travel. 
I definitely love traveling. I I do actually hardcore traveling. Not like just <laughs> that, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Like you know, like, some no. of us we 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 travel. We book hotels. Yes. But Yusuf, I uh, I use couch surfing, Airbnb <laughs> in different places. So that's my passion. I love to do that. And and prior to even us starting to record, because we had a, a long conversation. Obviously, we're catching up because I haven't seen you in a while. And you were telling me how you were traveling. You went from Mali to Egypt. Yeah. All the way to South Africa. Yes. In a bus. In a bus. Yes, so I, clearly you're, you're you're not you don't have any regard for your own safety. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a joy of discovering Africa. It's actually you you wouldn't you wouldn't know you wouldn't feel you feel feel at home. You will you will you will not miss home because you know this is the same continent that we have. You go to Sudan. People from Sudan are very similar to people in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, honest, for, right? no, for sure, for and sure. And then you know you have all these things that will remind you back home. So I love to to experience those little moments, and in, not only in Sudan, right? You go to Ethiopia, it's amazing. You know, you take it all the way down. So during those time, I try to maybe educate people on cryptocurrencies. Maybe talk oh, to as them. you're traveling yeah, as well, you tra- travel. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, I always every time that I have an opportunity, I would like to to talk about it. Maybe get another perspective and, and get another, which is good. I mean, me the whole traveling thing, the the thing that. It scares me a little bit. I feel like even when I go back to Niger, which I have been going for the past two years, yeah. as soon as they see me, they could just they know that I'm. I don't want to say I'm foreign because that is home, yeah. but you know you could pick me apart. So imagine me being on a bus and traveling <laughs> across the across the <laughs> across continent. The I feel like yes. somebody gonna pull a knife on me. Of course, which I also talk about in my second episode. If you've not listened to it, please go ahead. But I mean, cool stuff. Okay, on the small talk. So I, I just want to I want to start very basic. For I'm sure a lot of y'all know, you know, you're you're familiar with money. If you're not, you're you're not living in this new era. But if you have to break it down for people, yeah. money, right? Because I I looked into it. What is the basics of money? Like, how did I even? How do we get to the point where now, like, money is this thing for us, which we buy things with? Can you kind of tell us the origins? Like, what were people doing? Like, I don't know, in caveman days or whatever, what way yes. back in the day. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this is a good opportunity. I wanted to maybe let your audiences know. I studied finance when I was going to university, finance and investment. Okay. So that allowed me to maybe get more interested in, in money and anything that has anything to do. Like with. economics and things yeah, like that. Economics. Yeah, economics. So I will always be, like, I was always interested in, in such a thing, right? But to go back to your question, what is money? I think basically money is... Um, a medium of exchange. Let's say you have a cell phone. I want that cell phone. Yeah. I wanted to give you something that you you're going to accept, okay. right? In in exchange, so I give you that. If I have if I have oranges, I will give you oranges. You will give me a cell phone, right? So so I think that's where money money starts. And this is not new. This has been there for a long time. And as we go, as we progress in history, um, some of the things that we value now. Yeah. So, for example, let's say, let's go back to your the example of your cell phone. Today, I can give you, let's say I give you another cell phone exchange. So, that is our means of exchange. Right. But maybe in 10 years from now, this mean of exchange is not going to be valid anymore. So, if I try to give you a cell phone in 10 <laughs> years, you might say, no, man, come on, what are you talking about? It's like somebody trying to give you like a Nokia from Ex- 2002, exactly, things like that. Okay. Exactly, right? Even though we know that that Nokia, you can actually sell it, right, somehow. Even if you have an old Nokia today, you yeah, you'll be able to, okay. you can sell it for some money. So, so money is b- basically a medium of exchange that we use to 
to get things from each other. You know, I want this, I will give you this one, you give me this. And through how the history, so this has changed, right? Like yeah. If you look at the beginning of the time, uh, let's say like 5,000 BC in Egypt, for example, right. the medium of exchange were not definitely uh, yeah, critical. Like, right? like were, were they like trading, like, I don't know, like furs and things? I guess that's... That, that's kind of earlier. That's earlier. You will go back earlier to have those uh, um, trading. So these those trades are basically in kind, right? You have some feathers. Okay. And then... You know, you can exchange this with some sh- some some fruits, or maybe you have a trunk of elephant, right? Yeah. But you can exchange this somewhere to get uh, something, something else. Okay. But and you know, the, the the most interesting. Sorry about that. Yeah, so no, the, no, the most interesting is this. Like, you have to re- imagine. Let's say that we let's say that our currency is shisha, right? Mm-hmm. But we live close to to a sea, like. There will be so many seashells. Like we're not going to pay attention to this. It's <laughs> not going to be yeah. a mean of exchange. So, so money has a bunch of characteristics that, in order to be considered as money, you have to fulfill this. According to economists, there are maybe six or seven characteristics that you know it has to be divisible. It has to be easy to transport. It has to be fungible, which is basically being able to transfer. Okay. So, so you have all these characteristics of money. Um, yeah. She did homework. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading it, it, you know, it was it was talking about how um, previously, like there was, I guess the the bank was obviously the the, the they held the money, or whatever. But whatever tender they would give you was backed up by something. At the time, it could have been, I think it was gold or whatever it was. Yeah. And then um, to the point that now, like the government is, I guess tells you this is worth ten dollars and then you're supposed to just take it for that yes how is that like how is that evolvement or how is that evolved in your point of view that is a very good question you know we have a lot of situation going on around the world mm-hmm. uh, right now regarding and it has a lot of thing to do with the currencies that are produced by by government so let's say for example let's look at the u.s for example right yeah. the u.s doesn't have anything that back the u.s dollar so did they, they did they used to? They used to. They used to before the I think it was nineteen fifties. They changed uh, the structure to uh, there is a, there was an economic commission that they signed to okay, remove okay. to remove gold as uh, as a back because they didn't have no more gold exactly. So this is you know so now <laughs> so, so they were so, giving you a yes, piece of paper that wasn't worth much yes, exactly. And, you know so at that time they were able to print money actually you could actually print money at that time but now you just punching the bank and this gold on the computer and you say, okay, we're going to create $10,000. Or they will give you a loan for, let's say, $50,000. Let's say that they give you a loan for $50,000. Right, right. I mean, that's not your money. But you start spending this. The bank actually might not have that $50,000. They have something called fractional reserve. So fractional reserve is if two people come into the bank and they deposit $100 right now, so total is 100. Mm-hmm. The bank is able to actually lend maybe another thousand for this because they have only 100. They can lend up to a th- wow. Because you know exactly. So this is only created <laughs> out of thin air. I'll be honest with you. So this, after today, I might go close my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the bank can do this, right? So they can print this money. They can virtually create this money into your bank account like this. And this has a lot of consequences. Because when the when the national uh, the central banks and the the commercial banks continue doing this, what happens is yeah. the money will lose value, right? It will become as in Zimbabwe or maybe Venezuela, 
or maybe Argentina, or maybe you know in Greece, where the value money doesn't have any value anymore because they have printed so many, so many of like, it. Like you know, like and I and, and I think it did it did happen in in several countries in Africa actually, which I, I feel like we'll get to it. And I actually asked some questions to ask you about that. Yes, uh, because that was kind of like the first time when I was reading the headline that says that uh, poor billionaires or something like that. And I was like, huh? How yes. can you be a billionaire and be poor? But but we'll, we'll definitely, we'll warm up to get to that. We'll get, we'll get to that. So, now because of the, the the I guess the, first of all, is the government controlling money? Like, is, is that a good thing? Is this something that we should be happy about? I mean, not like we have a choice, but, I, I, but, I, but we do kind of got a choice. But just to kind of get your perspective, is it a good thing that the government controls this? That's a very good question. I, I am not a, a trained politician. Or I don't. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit hard here. But uh, yes, you can say that it it has been always like this. So the power that the state has right now regarding currencies, I think it's it has been always like this before. So it's, so it the has government okay. been a, a a center like someone who you can. I can produce, so you you can think about the queen, the kings or queen in Greece, yeah. for example. They were, I guess they were I guess they're like the I mean the government or the bank or they you want like almost like gatekeepers to yes. to control this this thing. But also, I feel like with any control comes you know I always tell people the number one thing is gonna end the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say, but it will be like the the human error and our greed for always. You know, we're like hoarders. We want whatever it is. We want more of. If we want to, f- we got a cell phone. We want to tell cell phones. Like it's cool. Like yo, how many phones you got? Yes. I got two, yeah. or whatever it is. So, in in a sense, and the like the two thousand eight crisis. Obviously, this is what everybody talks about over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the obviously stocks exchange went to shit. Does that come from us trusting the government to handle the money? So uh, the crisis is. Um, the economic crisis in the U.S. has a lot of, there was a lot of issues coming up, right? You have the mortgage issues that were there, you know, the banks were giving mortgages to anyone who applied for I feel it, like that, right? that's also, like, right now is happening in Canada as well. Yes, so people have the same warning for Canada now. They, you know, they are thinking about the same thing. But, um, yeah, so U.S., you have all these uh, lending that were happening, not only in mortgages, even between, like, they were giving loans to anyone, basically. I remember I had an American Express when I was going to university. It was like, I don't know, maybe 25000 I was sure. going to school. <laughs> like, who gave How did st- they even yeah, verify that? Like, exactly. What do you but mean? I feel like they still, they because they, I, have, I have a credit card. Mm. Um, actually, personally, I have two credit cards. Yes. Um, and that's all I have. And I started with a balance, I don't know, two 2000 or something. Um, I'm upwards maybe getting close to ten because every time... Um, you know, every few months they're like, "Oh yeah, you pay off your balance every month. Let me give you more." Now, yeah. I'm I'm very uh, like maybe I shouldn't use me as an example, but I know what I'm doing when it comes to my credit card. Obviously, yes. like I don't yeah. what I spend get paid off every every month as you should. Yes. So I guess that's enticing them to to keep increasing, increasing. Like and now we're like, "Oh, would you like to get the ten grand? Would you like to th- get the fifteen grand?" Sometimes what I'll do is um, this is a little bit of gem for you guys listening um, because there's, they give you points when you get new credit cards. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll be like, no, instead of you giving me this increase, let me get this aero plan. So when I get the aero plan, um, you know, when you spend the $500, 
um, you get like 15,000 points, which you could fly with. So for that month, all my bills, I pay them with my credit card, and then I pay it off. So I I guess there is a way to trick the system. You can benefit. You can benefit from it, definitely. You know, taking advantage of the point. There's also some of the cards, they have cash back. Even though it's small, maybe like, you know... 2% 2% if you you get back it's, 2% I guess it's, 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 it's better than getting no no money. Exactly. So you get those 2% you know, things off. So yes, there is definitely a chance to exploit that system that exists right now. Be smart about it. Make sure that you don't spend too much that you, you know, you're not able to pay. You're not overwhelmed. Or make sure that if you are spending used car that you're getting something back, maybe you're getting cash back or maybe some of those points. So those are really good stuff. But to go back to your question on the, on the, in the crisis in the U.S., yeah. The crisis itself is very hard to, to avoid this crisis that happened in the economic. But how does the government handle afterward? Because if you think about the U.S. after these crises, what happened is the U.S. printed a bunch of money. They gave the banks billions of dollars, right? And, you know, it's, it's interesting you're, you're talking about this today. I watched this movie on Netflix called, I think it's Capitalism or... Oh, what about cat? Something like that. It just yes. came out. Today's the first day. Yeah. So I was I was watching it, and I was, you know, was the the crazy part about it is like we we're at a point where now we know, like the the average human being should know. Like, listen, this is how this system works. Yeah. And I think when you realize that, you know, per, like it's it's almost like we're not being humans to each other. Like all we are interested in is how much money we're going to gain. When we talk about even in Canada, you got three cell phone companies that controls everything. And then now when you want to go from one plan to another, it's like, oh, you know, you got to pay, it's 90 bucks. And then you go to Bell, it's it's 110. So you're not, with little um, competition, um, you know, they, 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 yeah, like you say, it's a monopoly, but more importantly, what we need to be aware of is also they implement laws because they have the money to pay these politicians to implement laws that would then benefit them. And yes. I don't know if people are not aware of a couple of years ago, yes. we had like a surgence of three new cell phone companies that came. I think yes. it was like Chatter, um, uh, Free, Fight. Freedom, Freedom, uh, which... Fido was always around, but it was another one, and it was a chatter. But anyways, these two of these companies now are owned by Rogers, <laughs> so that defeated the whole purpose. And I think the only one that's still like independent is, um, I believe, Freedom. And yeah. Freedom has the worst service yes. on the De- planet Earth. Definitely. Like I go back home in Niger, and I have way better service <laughs> than you would with that. And that's because three company they they yeah. control the airways. And then they set the tone. You know what? We're not allowing nobody Canada. Because at the end of the day, at this point, we can't go without our cell phones. Yeah, you can't. So, you're, you know, just like the banks as well. Like, we got like two, yeah. three banks. Yeah, so so banks, they have uh, they have lobbies in anywhere, I think. You know, they just, and those lobbies, they, they promote the bank idea. So they go to the government and say, you know, you have to lower the interest rate. Otherwise, we're going to, but, you know, they can actually yeah, they be, keep, yeah. yes, they can actually be violent, you know, in this type of thing. So the banks have this bad reputation in, in that area. The the relationship that they have with the government in printing money, right, on, on the back of the people. Because if you look at it, for example, I mean, this is corny, like everyone uses this, but you know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, yeah. your $20 
was able to buy some some good stuff. Yeah. Today, that doesn't happen. You go to a grocery store with $20, yes, you might have to steal exactly. the rest Bro, of your grocery. I go to Walmart, like, my 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 bread, only a couple of croissants and things like that is like 100 bucks. 100 I, th- I, th- I think for Walmart, when you go to Walmart, I don't, I don't know that you come out spending less than at least $60. And then you get home, you're like, what did I buy? Like, yes. This is... This is like obviously the money doesn't go as far as it used to be. Definitely. So now, to I right, sorry, go ahead, continue. So this one, this effect in in the economic is called inflation, right? So right. inflation happens when the government is capable of printing all the money that they want. So at the end of the year, they will say, okay, we need twenty billion dollars. We're going to print it. No one cares. We're going to when we when we print this money, we're going to create economic stimulation. So this is basically pumping money into the society. But at the same time, what they are doing is to in- increase the rate of inflation. So inflation used to be maybe like 1%. It's good. Inflation is actually a good thing. Yeah. But to a certain point, it's not good for people who save. You know, you, you save, let's say you have an RSP account and you have like $10,000 into RSP account, right? Yeah. Like after two years, when you look at it, probably it increased only by maybe... $200, if you're lucky, actually, <laughs> after the fees, after the fees. So yeah, Im- yeah. imagine in the long run, so basically what is what is happening in the long run is you are losing value of something that you run. That you worked your whole yes, life for. Yes, yes, And for those that I'm familiar, I guess RSPs is uh, the equivalency in the U.S. will be a 401k plan or yes. whatever it's called. So I guess that's when you save long term from when you're 20 until you you know you're ready to retire and things like that. And at the bank too, when we where we work, that's that's you know I became an RSP expert after I left. Master. Yeah, no, I did, and I, and I used to tell my friends like, yo, you know what, you should do this with your RSP. They looked at me like I was crazy, but I was just like, yeah, but those are basic stuff. Yeah, I mean. It is basic when you when you because before that I didn't know what an RSP was. True, I was not aware of it. Like I didn't know, myself. you know the, the you know pulling out money from your RSPs. Yeah. Uh, you know you not only do you lose, they tax you from that, and then at the end of the year, the government it. now says, oh, since you withdraw five thousand, your 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 yeah, tax bracket, uh, your in, your yeah your income increased by five thousand or whatever. Therefore, now you're in a different tax bracket. Let's say if you go from forty to forty five. Therefore, now we're going to tax you more yeah. on the money that we already taxed you. I mean, this it sounds, we're, we're saying it with ease, but I mean, it's it's worth being not an expert, but being aware of these things when these guys in, come and they want to the sell you loans to get RSPs and things like that. Yes, you have to be aware of this. And I think this is a good podcast for, for us to maybe share some of the knowledge that we yeah. have in that area making sure that people are not trapped. I mean, that, that, I feel like I, I'm, I'm not becoming... Um, my whole point is to pass down knowledge that I learned. And yeah. and as important or, you know, I know people not really grasping the the, the maybe the premises of it and things like that, but it's, re- it's really important because I tell you what, the things... And I, and I speak about my journey when I started and I worked in collection agency for a few years while I was in school. Like, my credit came out a one because of that because a lot of things I learned by calling people and educating them like yo you don't pay this bill you know you're gonna be affected so it's almost like because I knew better I was like I cannot be the you know I can't work in a collection agency with a bad credit Definitely. right and then also when I went to the bank I was like I'm here telling people how RSPs is good but I don't have my RS my own RSP so then I started saving for that as well yeah. so all these things it's like you know 
as you're listening to this, maybe you pick up, you know, the whole point of the podcast is if you're able to walk away with one thing that I say, yeah. I mean, trust me, we we will be better in the near future. And just to kind of short format it, think about it, if you wake up every day, you increase your overall Knowledge. Knowledge by 1%. It's, it's exponential. <laughs> you know what I mean? In in 300 and whatever, right. you're not 365%. And it sounds crazy, but it is definitely attainable. But let's go back to this money thing. Definitely. Um, so, I, so when I was reading, so we're talking about the government and, you know, things fell in 08, as brief as that was. Mm-hmm. But that kind of, I feel, created a, a lane for a new kind of, currency, yes. which is called cryptocurrency. This is the message that I got from you. I was like, cryptocurrency? What the hell is this? <laughs> so we have in the house a cryptocurrency expert. Yes. <laughs> so explain to us what that transition was like, or maybe the origin, like, you know, if we even know who came up with this, I guess, amazing idea now. Yeah, that's a very good question. So after 2008, like the crisis in the U.S., um, economists and people who are really, really uh, interested in, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but there are some group of pe- people that they belong to this economic idea, yeah. libertarian. So they would like to, they wanted to see less role of the government getting involved in printing money. Okay. So this group, they, they are everywhere, like you know. So, and one of those main ideas is basically reduce the the role of. You know, institutions and government and crypto, like in exchanging money, right? Okay. Uh, and after the, the the crisis of two thousand eight was a perfect example to create something new. Yeah. And basically, it's using things that we are used to today. You are used to your cell phone. You know, you can you can send a message to someone in in Africa very easily. So basically, basically, Bitcoin or or blockchain technology is using things that we are like familiar today. It's you know very basic in in some sense. So like using using your your um your cell phone to to send money. to send, but isn't that wouldn't that be the same thing if we're talking about like I don't know like MoneyGram yes and, or and or Western money in Africa very similar to those very similar to those. But actually. I guess those will be and 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 like I said like as I'm talking about it, I'm also trying to make sense of it. So basically, what it will be is removing the middleman. So I mean, now I guess you want if you want to send your mom a hundred dollars in let's say Niger, yeah. I have to go to Western Union, who then would charge me ten dollars, definitely, depending on how much I, I send. Yes, and then they're the middleman. They they make that money available to the person to the, the person. So and then cryptocurrency is removing like you send it directly to to that whoever person you want. Because you know, if you think about it, let's let's think about a, a different scenario. Because if you say you want to send money to your mom, probably most of most of us will think about maybe five hundred dollars, one thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Yeah, okay. But imagine if you were oh, if you were <laughs> $2, to send dollars, my let's, friend. Let's say, <laughs> let's say that you wanted to send like ten thousand dollars to your mom right now, right? And you want her to have it tomorrow morning. Do you think it's possible? Like, first of all, MoneyGram. No, crazy. it's not. It's not possible. Right. Tomorrow, if you go at MoneyGram and try to send ten thousand dollars, they're going to tell you that you don't have the right to do this. Actually, like they will say, no, you cannot send that much money. Really? Yes. Oh, so there's a there's a also a, there is well, a limit. See, there is a limit. Yusuf, you might be rich because 
No, I've never. That is I've not. Never. That is not an indication <laughs> of my wishes. <laughs> because I mean, you think a bit like let me go to MoneyGram and get this ten grand off. Um, right? I've never had that luxury um, so, so far. But I guess they 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 do put a limit. Yes, they just put they just put a limit off. Or worst case, like there is there are even worse scenarios. You will let they will let you send money to your mom. But they are going to refuse to give the money to your mom. Actually, this happened to people. Like I know people who use money. I use money ground myself. I send money to my brother in Mali. Sometimes she can he cannot pick up the money. They will call me. I need to call another number. Spend like hours with them, yeah. and then I'm going to release so much information about myself, the address that I'm living. I'm I'm living. Yeah, you got to do all closest, that. Yeah. You know, the closure of These are privacy breach. This is happening every <laughs> single day. That like, is crazy. Even but Uber, li- listen, today Uber lost pretty f- more than fifty-eight million record. Oh shit! Yes, yeah, so so imagine. So all you Uber people, are you? Of course. So oh, they got breach as well. Yes, they got a breach today. So this is you know what the oh, hacker this is can news see. Flash this hacker, this hacker can actually see where you spend your Saturday night the other day. Who knows? Maybe you know you were you didn't want anyone to know. But Uber has all this record of where you have been when you take the taxi, right? So, so now you can be, these are other things. Let's yeah. not go into that deep. So basically what I'm trying to say is every time that there is a centralized position, like Uber, which is centralized, yeah. or a bank. Centralized, when you say centralized, like they have servers in one place and yes, things like they that? they have uh, servers in one place. They have all this data about, you know, the clients. Store in the place, in yeah, okay. Place. So it's a very dangerous situation. You know, if you look at Equifax in the U.S., yeah. Right. This is pretty very bad situation. You know, the critical, like your critical information, your social security numbers, now all over the place. Yeah. You have no idea where this information are. So in two, from two thousand eight, so what happened is they created one of the. Um, it, it can be a person or maybe a group of person. Right. They created this paper, to say that normally they can with the technology that we have now we can facilitate change of value. So if I wanted to send you a value, I can actually use internet. And okay. I don't need a, a central point. So I don't need someone like Uber. and Or I don't need a bank. If I'm trying to send you... You cut out the, the, the middleman. You, you, you go straight to the, to the source. Yeah. If I want to give you $5, I give you $5, no fees in between. Yes. But the, there, will be, there will be a little fee. Sorry. Like, in, in right now, people, a lot of people say that there is no fee, but there is a small fee in Bitcoin okay. transactions. Because that's that's kind of how how they sell it. But I was just like, um. Oh, but I, that's the question I was actually going to ask you is. So what about the you know the app that you're using to facilitate that transaction? I'm sure that uh, that company has to get paid because they're not making a free app for for no reason. Um, right? Actually, when you use the app, most of these apps are open source. So basically, you can take the codes and then make it better for yourself. But the fee that you pay on the app to send money on Bitcoin is not for the person who created the app. It's actually uh, for miners. Okay. So miners, you know, they... they like the developers and, and people that worked on it? or No, the miners are... are um, they own farm, they own servers, a bunch of servers. Let's say a building like this, full of computers. Oh, okay. So it's people that kind of like renting out their space for for the servers. Yes, to, en- to enable these transactions to, to happen. happen. Exactly. So oh, every okay. time that there is a every time when I try to send you, let's say one Bitcoin right now. So 
I'm going to also specify the price that I'm willing to pay for this transaction to happen. So it can be a few cents. It can be maybe two dollars, depending on the network. Okay, on, on, okay. Yes. So, but that money will go to the uh, to the miners. Okay, so they say okay. That I mean, that's that's still. I, I guess it will be cheaper and better than if, if you went through uh, actual like. Of course. So and then right now, what is happening is since Bitcoin is is open source, there are a bunch of engineers, you know, cryptographers, working all over the world to make this better. So there is there are solutions that are creating right now. For example, Segwit or Lightning Networks. So this will allow you to send money maybe like for $1, like less than $1 to anyone in the world. It doesn't matter. It can be billion dollars. You can, can actually send like... You, you're able to do that? Yes. Yeah, someone made a transfer from Hong Kong, I think, yeah, from Hong Kong to US, I think $25 million in a couple of minutes. This is not possible in our current situation. In current, yeah, no. So, so, so basically, you know, what, you, what we can see from now is money has to evolve. Money right. evolve like there is an evolution all the time. We used to have checks like no one has checked anymore. No. Now you have credit cards, but now we are starting to actually stop using credit card. We can we can have apps. You can have Google apps on your phone. Actually, yeah, the the I, I actually right. use my um, uh, what's it called? My uh, Apple Pay all the time now, and I feel like every time I go somewhere, like you guys got Apple Pay. Like yes. I've been trying to sound Ooh. like I'm fancy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just the credit card right. um, information but, setting. Yeah, go ahead. So you, you have that. So now you, you have the apps on your phone and you can you can make transfer. But the problem is, this is actually really good for us, right? Like here in Canada, for example, we don't have any issues. If I can send you, if I want to send you money, I can just go to interact, like interact. Uh, yeah, in Canada, uh, yeah. Transfer, right? Those are very easy. But once you try to go like on the international level or cross-border level, that's when the situation, this is, that's where... Most of the problem happened, but uh, like even even back like is the technology where it needs to be to facil to facilitate these things? Because I mean, I guess in North America, anyways, we don't have it's not a big deal. But I guess where this makes more sense is these developing countries mm-hmm. that are on the come up, and you know the technology is catching up and things like that. But and we keep saying Bitcoin is that the only cri- cryptocurrency that's Right now available, or, or that's like the most popular one? Uh, that's, the, that's the most popular one. Okay. The, the first one, but there are a bunch of ones. Oh, so that's the, the first one yeah, ever created. That is the original, you know, the original Bitcoin that have ever existed, created oh. by Satoshi Nakamoto. And, uh, and then you have... All By the way, who nobody knows. Yes, so no one knows Satish <laughs> Nakamoto. And then, to be honest, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit mysterious to, you know, to just come up with such a brilliant idea. Of course, he's, 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 that's a Chinese man. Yes, he has, <laughs> just he name. has a name of like a Japanese. There is oh, one Japanese, yes. There is one Japanese guy in, uh, in, in, uh, in California. He's like, his name is Satoshi Nakamoto. This guy, when they found, like some journalists found him online, yeah. man, his life was changed because every single day there, there were like go, hundreds it, of journalists on his, like at the door, on his door. Harassing. And, and, and you know what? Like I said, when I was preparing for this podcast, yeah. one of the movies, and you guys listening could go watch it. It's on YouTube. Um, no, not YouTube, sorry. It's on Netflix. Uh, and I think if you type in Bitcoin, you'll see it. And they, they kind of was talking about, you know, this guy... But they had a lot more, um, what should I call it? They had a lot more like proof and things like that where things line up where it could have been him. But then when they shined the camera on him, he's like, what? What's going yes, on? Yes, please. Yeah, let me. So, it's, so right now, we don't, they don't even know who created this. Yes. 
there's no, this point. Like, it would it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense, right, to for the creator to come online and say, I did this. Yeah, that's it how would, you know it's not a black person, because a black person <laughs> we want credit. <laughs> we want the credit. If you find out I created Bitcoin, like think about it. We come up with the most useless <laughs> shit and then we want the whole world. Oh yeah, I did that. That's me right there. You see that? That's me. <laughs> It's killing me. It's killing me. No, but it's this true. Is, this is like we, we very funny guy. I appreciate it, man. Love the time with you. Here. Yeah, I'm thinking about like, yeah, it could have been a black because yeah. we would have won credit all over it. So, it can, can you tell us any other ones? Because because yes. right now I think um, as we're talking about this now, Bitcoin is you know it's like the the popular girl in school that once she get popping, you know, dies just too late. You know what I'm saying? The ones that we seen on Instagram now, they got ten thousand followers. I always tell my guys, listen, it's too late. You have to known her in high school, so <laughs> by the before she got that confidence. So and when I talk about that is is Bitcoin now? It's one as we're talking about today. It's like ten grand. So now everybody going crazy. Yo, I should have. You know, you know things like this. I find it fascinating, but I don't feel like I miss out because it's not my area of expertise. Like so, you know. But if there's other currency yes. that is now maybe fifty cents or whatever, any other ones that you can maybe tip us off so yes. we can maybe be millionaires. <laughs> so honestly, we would like to make sure. I would like to make sure that this is not a financial advice. No, no, of course you not. Know, we just up here just giving yes, our, right? our our. So don't don't ever put in any, any money that you are not. We're not liable, guys. We're not liable. But if you go lose your ten grand, and ain't got that, nothing to do. <laughs> Activated podcast <laughs> will not be liable for that. But um, but, but any yeah. other one that you could think of? Definitely, there are a bunch of ones. There are there are almost like uh, I would say more than five hundred different currencies with different functions. Shit. Yes, with different functions. So if you are, let's say you are. <laughs> You don't want anyone to know about your transaction. There are specific coins for this. So you can spend money. No one would know actually who you are. You know, you can use this type of coin. So there are a bunch of like Ethereum, um, Dash, for example, Zcash. Zcash is, you know, amazing. But those are even those right now, they are not like at the one dollar level. Oh, they're not. Okay. No. Which I think that's even Bitcoin, they started way below that, right? Yes. Bitcoin started definitely in, you know, at the one dollar level. Fell down. Fell but is that down. is that is that a little bit? So now that that you mentioned this, how it could be sent, and there's some that are actually untraceable. Yes. Um, as I was watching this movie as well, is they you know, you know anything to start to gain traction, the government always want to come and oh we want to make it better, we want to regulate. Yes. Uh, they did that with Airbnb, which I actually loved. Yes. Right, because I had my own Airbnb. I was making shit ton of money, brother. Like, I mean, we're talking a month, but, you know, and they banned it now. You know, today as we're talking, Toronto is trying to introduce these things to, to, to cripple almost the system. And I think they have also tried that with Bitcoin. How successful are we to, you know, how close are we to seeing maybe a Bitcoin being reg- regulated? Is that in the works? It's a very good question, Ibrahim. You know, the uh, the most interesting thing is, Bitcoin is not centralized because you are not going to go after any person. Like they cannot go after you. Even so, they can't to, shut down anything yes. that it just said. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because if you come, for example, I have I have Bitcoin on this phone right now. You come, I will give it to you. You won't be able to do anything. You you don't have the password. So, so the role of the government is very. At this point, people think that there will be no 
Kufrin is not going to have enough power to do anything about this. They can shut down exchanges where you, you buy Bitcoin. Okay. But that cannot remove Bitcoin out of existence. In so if you, to, I mean, okay. In order to, you can regulate Bitcoin. In, people have tried this. The Chinese government have tried for, let's say. Oh, they've been trying to. Yes, and even in the thing that I watch in New York, they like, they put all this thing uh, together about, I mean, I don't remember the details, but they're, they're definitely trying to suffocate this thing because yes. anything that the government can Get tax <laughs> and make money off definitely. is bad for the yeah, people. They will, but they will go after it. Which is why, like, now, nowadays it's so important because all we want to do is find our, is be independent. Mm-hmm. And this is also breathing a lot of entrepreneurs. Everybody want to start their own business. We don't trust the government um, the more, the more this goes on, these financial crises that are happening. Yes. And if you're in the city of Toronto and you own a property right now, you're a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's obviously, I think this is what why these things are gaining popularity. And even when we see like a Donald Trump being elected, is because he came on there and said a whole bunch of stuff it, it that gets, was crazy. And you're like, what? People actually voted for this guy. And, you know, I was watching... This movie, like you guys got to go check it out. It's called Capitalism. It just went out. Maybe you guys already watch it by the time you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it was, I was watching a family that was deciding to vote for Donald Trump. And one of the guys said uh, the reason why they wanted to vote for him because he knows how to run a business. Yes. But guys, uh, the country, the welfare of human beings is, is not a business. business. You know what I mean? It's and, and it's almost what takes us away from being. You know, it's like right now, like we're doing this out of love. Yes. You're not getting paid. Exactly. I'm definitely not getting paid. Yes. We're taking time out, and for me, I enjoy it. Yes. So imagine now if it was like you call me up and I go, Yo, you so for me to come out, this going to cost you about 250 plus gas. Like it takes yes. away from everything yes. that we're having. So to it think re- it removes humanity on how we deal, like yeah. having business minded all the time or everything, you know, because business is about profit. And then sometimes we don't need money to to to, to exchange and to even f- like I, for sure walking away from this today I will feel yeah. a lot fuller than when I came in like just the feeling yes. of it the, the little bit of information that you capture gather here and there that's yeah. enough right but I think you know this is a, like I think it's a society society type of issue it's a bigger issue right there are some societies that are more toward this type of competition. Mm-hmm. You know, like going after business, I don't care about anyone. I just care about myself. I just got it. Yeah. Like that, right? Even 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 me. Sorry to cut you off, yes. but you know when I when I <clears throat> and and then that's when I realized like I'm not looking to to like advice only take you so far. Mm-hmm. But it's like I want to do things to f- like I'm I'm evolving to the point I want to do things to feel good. Don't not so much about the money aspect of it. I mm-hmm. think money is the last thing on my mind. Yeah. And ever since I kind of make that switch in my life. Money's been coming um, just subconsciously. I don't have to think. Like, I haven't had to think about when my next paycheck is coming. So, I even forget, like, not to even sound arrogant, but yeah. I'm not even tracking these things down because we are, you know, just we got to start to do things to, I guess, to feel right. And maybe this is why Bitcoin is, you know, like removing the government and regulation, mm. um, you know, make people. You know, gravitate towards it, but we also earlier we talked about how what I guess what uh, devaluates money is the more you print, 
is is it like is it a how much Bitcoin is out there? Like are they making them every day, or how does that how does that system work? That's a very good question, Ibrahim. So in in the currency world, there's yeah. no limit. The government can print anytime, and the consequences of that is inflation. Okay, so your your money will lose value as we go down. As we go, yeah. Okay, but Bitcoin is the opposite. Bitcoin is deflationary, and there is a limit to the number of coins that exist. So there is only um, 21 million. So it's only 21 million. 21 million coins. Yes. Okay. So only 21 billion, uh, million coins that exist, that is going to exist forever. So, um, so you can see the, you can see the, the, uh, the difference from there. Like, then, uh, you know, our current situation is we're going to keep losing value on what we have. But if you have Bitcoin, it's gonna the acceptation keep. is as once we reach this twenty one million, it's going to be so high. So, but who initially start giving them out? Like, how did they? So, so you don't actually you don't get Bitcoin like that. So, if there are different ways of getting it. So, so today, today, right now, let's say um, I got ten grand. Yes, so okay. you have ten grand right now, <laughs> and I want to buy one because I guess that's what it, that's all I'll be able to get today. Very unfortunately, good very good question. First of all, your your current banking system is not going to allow you to do this ten thousand transaction. They are going to put some barrier. Maybe maybe your limit is going to be uh, two hundred fifty dollars today if you wanted to buy Shit. Bitcoin. Okay, so this is you know internal business. So that's, right. that's fine. But if you wanted to buy ten thousand dollars of Bitcoin right now, you have different ways. So you have there is a website called Local Coin. Mm-hmm. So local. Local Bitcoin, I think it's local Bitcoin, sorry. Okay. I don't use it. So these ones, people who have Bitcoin and they are located in Toronto, they are going to go post that they have Bitcoin and they have they want to sell it, like correctly. Okay, okay, okay. That's one way. The second way is I can give it to you. So I am here, I have $10,000 enough. You have it cash right now. We deal it. It's closed 10 minutes later. Everything is done. You just transfer it to me, okay. Yes. The third option is you, you go to... Um, an exchange, so exchanges are companies that have they have a bunch of Bitcoin and they, and they can sell it. But for those exchanges to have Bitcoin, they 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 talk to another group of people that are called miners. So these miners, since they secure this this network, yeah. every at every block they receive twelve point five Bitcoin. So because if you look at the Bitcoin network mm-hmm. it's it, it's a series of block each block contains multiple transactions so let's say that right now in five minutes if you look at the uh, some of the website you're going to see a bunch of transactions be, being put into a small bucket so imagine like a small bucket right everybody putting their money exactly. in, in one space so yeah these are the transactions that are going to happen in 10 minutes so each transaction has a little fee so miners, their computer are going to see this. They are going to say, oh, yes, there is a new block. Let me see if I can go solve this block. So there is some calculation that I need to do in mm-hmm. order to solve the block. Once they solve the block, a new Bitcoin is going to be automatically created by the system and given to those people. Okay. So the people who just, the miner who just solved the block. So it's going to receive 12.5 Bitcoin. And now we can take this Bitcoin, sell it to exchanges, or maybe. So I, uh, so in the other word, it's like exchanging of service. Like if you're, I don't know, to break it down, if you're smart enough, you could resolve this issue. Then 
you get 12.5. Exactly. Now, I'm doing the math, Yusuf. Yes. <laughs> okay. Dude, 12.5 is that's about 100,000, 120. Of course, we'll get this. You get this in 30 minutes, 20 minutes. But this, but people, how smart you gotta be? Can we do that? Because I might start to become it's a very good question, Ibrahim. These are opportunities that you can take advantage of. So, you know, but I guess these are like software developers, people with a little bit of that, yeah, not at, like the average person walking off the street. And at, decide. The, at the beginning, it was very easy, you could download this application on your uh, computer right now and yeah. then let it run for. Know, forever, yeah, right, and then you know, it will do like work in the background, but now it has become so big, yeah, you know, of since, course, you know, this hundred thousand. <laughs> imagine that you get hundred thousand every 20 minutes or every <laughs> 25 feet. minutes. You have to have yeah. billions of dollars of computers. So, if you go to China or you go to YouTube, you look for a miner, you type miner China, for example, you're going to see warehouses, okay. So, computers. I mean, so then that would. I guess so you gotta have the money and the firepower to get into the war. To, to get into that war, yeah. the war of Bitcoin. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> of course, we're not but, shooting nobody. But there, but, there, there, but there are other technologies. There are other um, like uh, softwares that yeah. will allow you to participate in pools. So, for example, I will connect to this website. You would do it from your home. Um, and then the network is going to combine all our all the computers and, and, and yeah, become okay. very powerful, and they, they can go mine. So I guess and, once they get it, do they split it? They will split it. They will split it based based on, on the your output to output to, to, to generate them. It will tell you. Yo, this is very interesting. Yes, man. there is actually there was an article on Bloomberg. I don't know if you know Bloomberg is the. It's an investment magazine in the U.S. Yeah, I've definitely, they, I've, I've read a couple of things from yeah, that. They wrote an article about a Kenyan guy, like, uh, you know, a, a Kenyan guy who has a mining farm in his place in Kenya. Actually, he's making money. And, you know, because this, these softwares, they, what they do is they, they switch, right, bef- between currencies. Because, as I say, there are a bunch of currencies. So they can actually switch. When they see that there is an advantage of mining a specific coin, the software will definitely they'll switch it out. Okay, so it's not only Bitcoin; it's other exactly. So this is this is a this is a whole different world new, of happening. Yes, it's a completely different new world that we have never seen before. Like no one, it's very rare to see someone who has seen the transition. Imagine in the history of money, yeah. Because you know, as we mentioned, we we used to have gold before. That's why we yeah we imagine, went from gold to yes, the banks yes, and imagine loans. imagine the time when uh, someone just came up on the street, let's say in Babylon, and say, okay, no more gold. We are going to use this paper money here. <laughs> <laughs> they like, must say they, yes. They're like, what? What's going? What, what are you talking about? We, but but if, if if and I don't know. You know, you haven't answered this yet. But yes. if you had ten grand today, yes. This is not giving people advice. Yes. Would you would you buy one? I will buy one for sure. Sorry, <laughs> this is only personal. Hey guys, you know, maybe business. we should listen. I might know 10 people that got $1000 each. If you have that, Bitcoin is even powerful, more powerful than this. You can have an escrow account. So escrow account is this. You're going to open an account with those 10 people. They will oh. always have a password. You cannot do a single transaction until let's say five people accept it. So there are these all these new creations that are coming up. It's massive. so it'll be it, it. It sounds safer in a sense because not only one person doesn't hold the key to everything. Yes, you can have the multiple keys for people. You can say, okay, we are going to make this decision. If we want to purchase, for example, Bitcoin, maybe three only three people are going to agree to this, or maybe if we have to withdraw Bitcoin, 
all the 10 people need to agree to this. You can do this with simple exchanges. These are not big things in the Bitcoin world. But in the banking world, if you wanted to open a bank, everybody got to go in there, sign, sign you got to get IDs. IDs and out, private information, divulgs and all, and then they will ask you all these terrible questions. A guy from Nigeria today, like, in, you know, deep in some places, can participate in, in a beer economy with Bitcoin. Right now, there is no way for him to use Francify or maybe open, or maybe even buy stock. Like, how hard is for someone to buy to stock? Buy, yeah, I think even with the, I mean, even, even for us, like, you know, you have to go, you have to sign all this. Course. Even to get your RSPs yeah. invested, you got to sign all yeah. this paperwork and everything else to go in with it. That's crazy. Yes. So there are all these things that are coming up and also even companies, right? Companies used to do initial coin offerings. I mean, initial public offering they go on the market yeah. on Wall Street. Now, companies, small, smaller companies are doing something called ICO. To be honest, ICOs are very dangerous at this point, but it gives you an idea of where things are going. Because ICO is basically something like this. You are, you are Ibrahim, you, you believe in this podcast, you know it's super good, but mm -hmm. you still need some tools, right? Like you need some... Yeah, extra mic or whatever. You need people to exactly. invest in it. Is that what so, it is? So you can go, you can create an ICO and then ask people for donation. You will give them coin in return and then this coin will appreciate because every year when you get like, let's say you get more money because your podcast is so popular now, yeah. you can start distributing this to people who own your coin. Oh, okay, so like it's it's self creation in a way. Exactly. You don't need Wall Street anymore to go there to have an IPO to raise money. You don't need to go to, you know, like, I mean, even YouTube. That's like, interesting. Yeah, because even YouTube, where it started, to the, now like people are like there millionaires. Is, there is, yeah, there videos. is a there is a new a, a new platform on on the blockchain. You are a content creator. Because how much percentage, if you, if you put a video on YouTube, let's say, and there are commercials, what is the percentage of YouTube? I think it's 50-50. 50-50. And they done nothing. Yes. <laughs> but you can, you can actually, there are platforms now, you can put content and you put a price. So um, how much you want to give yes, that away? You, you will have a YouTube video now, and then mm -hmm. you're going to say, oh, if you want to watch this video, you have to pay 0 0.001 Bitcoin. And then if I want to watch it, I will pay for it right away. I will get it. You get 100% of this. Of money. that, okay. This can happen. Imagine this, right? So this is, we just talk about uh, YouTube. You can do this in Airbnb. You can do this in, like, so many other places where there is always intermediary taking cuts for pretty much nothing. But if there is a decentralized uh, system, a system... Like Which that. is what the Bitcoin, the software. No, no. I mean, to, I mean, I don't know. If, for those that has been listening up to this far, and we're, yeah. this is very passionate Bitcoin talk. Mm -hmm. I, the reason I'm not talking as much is because he is Yusuf is the expert. So today I came here to really to learn and to open my mind up. And the reason why I'm giving it to you guys is, you know, we just got to think outside the box a lot of times. Yes. And you know, this is an opportunity for us to kind of deviate from different topics, you know, you should, not to be expert in everything, but you should, I feel like you should be aware of a lot of things going on, like, you know, especially when you live in a city in the world that's changing um, rather quickly, you want to know, like, what's happening, and, you know, me, all I keep saying is, oh, this is worth $10 million, oh, if you did this, listen, whenever anything hit mainstream, I feel like either you're too late to that party or that should trigger you to start thinking, you know what, okay, I missed this train. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always a new train, a yes. new wave that's coming. Yeah. And you got to make sure that, you know what, for the next time, I'm a lot more educated. So Definitely. maybe we don't, we don't get on a Bitcoin wagon, but, you know, another, I don't know, cryptocurrency yeah. comes up. And now, as soon as you see it early on, you're able to assess and be like, oh, yeah, like this is a new one. This could go here. So you can yes. you can kind of. And and since it's, it's open source, because you know the the one of the biggest advantage of Bitcoin or maybe this technology is the fact that it's open. Yeah. So there are so many things happening in this world already, like engineers and you know scientists, computer scientists working on this. So right. there's always an evolution. Bitcoin might not be the best. Maybe in five years, Bitcoin might not. Be it there. might be okay. But maybe there is a new coin. And then, if you know a little bit right now, you might be you know well positioned in the future to to make like a fine decision, like something really good, you know. Yeah, from it. Um, I want to take the conversation in maybe a different, a little bit of a different route now. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a, a little bit about politics. Um, this has been actually people have requested me to talk about this a little bit, but you know, a lot of time reason why I don't take on requests is because uh, some. Topics are too sensitive for me to understand. So right out the gate, I don't just want to come in and start spilling, you know, <laughs> improper information. But there's a there's this new, you know, this with the, and I think we could kind of, you know, move our way into that because though money has created a lot of opportunities and a lot of, uh, op, you know, a lot of opportunities has opened up a new door. It also, you know, with every good thing comes few bad things. And I think the number one thing, one thing that's going to probably get rid of the whole earth is human greed. As we've seen our brothers uh, from West Africa or so on, in, in the situation right now going in, yes, in Libya, yeah. uh, you know, people being sold for, for money and, and, like, how familiar are you with that? And uh, honestly, to this day, like, people every day, they send me video, yes. oh, man, look at this. Yes. Um, you know, there was a story. Uh, actually, this was this guy's in Niger currently. He's in Yameh, which is my home country, and he was saying that he was trying to get to. You know, they sold him a dream about going to Italy. So his parents sold their farm. He got on the first. You get on the obviously in the car, and you get to when you get to Libya. I guess you got to cross because all that that country is all desert, right? Like, oh, have, yes. have you been there? No, I have never been to to Libya, but uh, it is definitely it's not a it's not a small feat to actually leave, you know, Nigeria or Niger or Mali to cross all the desert to go to you know to Libya to cross the border. It's it's uh, it's so hard. I'm pretty fam- I I'm a little bit, little bit familiar with the with the issue. With the issue, okay. Yeah, and um, it's it's I guess it's it's the selling. I mean, you know what's crazy is in 2017, we're still talking about slavery, which we think, like, and, and this is also being, uh, we live in our own bubble, per se. Like, the city of Toronto, I always tell people, it has spoiled me beyond what I would love, because we live in a, one of the most multicultural cities in the, in the world. So even racism, like, I've maybe experienced it once yes. since moving to Toronto. It's been 10 years now. Um, and... You know, we're, we're, we kind of, when it doesn't hit home, we're not concerned about, concerned it. about it. And also we got the, I like to call them the Facebook warriors, where <laughs> they like to change their picture one day and then the next day, <laughs> you know, like, you know, say no to this. And we're not really as engaged as we should be. Yeah. Um, my, my only, my comment is, because is these people, they go there with the dream, they sell them a dream, yeah, we're going to take you to Italy. 
um, you know, you need X amount of money. And then once you go past a certain, you know, because Libya right now, it's in, it's in, it's a war zone, I'm, I'm thinking. No, it's a war zone. There is no control in Libya at all. There are multiple fractions controlling different sections of the cities. It's almost like they have different gangs yes, different around gangs, certain parts of the ISIS, of the country. There are ISIS on the other side taking people. There is, you know, this there is no government, legitimate government in Libya. And since like, they killed the war, warlords. So, you know, you imagine all these Africans when they cross the border, once they reach Libya, most of the time they don't even have any money left, right? Because the previous brokers the pre- <laughs> already took <laughs> right? And we call them brokers. Yes. That's that's really what they are. They sell you Oh yeah, you come here and then we'll get you through. Um, and then once, so by the time they get to Libya, so they, there they, is no they money. don't have nothing. They, are, they have they have little to no money, or they have like hidden money all over the place. You cannot show that you have any money at all. So and then you, when you arrive there, you have you have to look for people who are going to cross border with you. If you are not arrested by one of those gangs, because one of those gangs, once they see you, a black guy yeah. living working in Libya. You know, especially in the Mediterranean area, there is a lot of racism in the in the Mediterranean. It's not only Libya. You have Tunisia, pretty bad. You have Algeria. Algeria, I think. You know, I'm not sure if you are aware of that. Algeria no. actually, they took, they put Malians, a bunch of Malians, in the desert. There is no food. No one sells them anything. They put them in the desert so they can walk back. To <laughs> have you seen that? Like, <laughs> that is that is insane. Desert, in 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 Algeria, in 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 Algeria, it's it's not past. It's unbelievable. So these guys, when they go to to Libya, for example, and they are not, you know, most of the time they get arrested, either by some fake immigrant, like fake immigration or fake police, and those guys who who try to get more money out of them. If they right. don't have enough money, they try Like to, they even like they, get them to call back home. Yes, yes. Do you get kidnapped or maybe they will make you work? Some of these guys, they work. I, I saw a video. Some of the people, they work for two years in farms in Libya to, to collect enough money to be able to actually even attempt to cross the border. Because, you know, even if you have money... Crossing on those boats actually <laughs> it's something. But you know, but you know, as you talk about when you bring up boats, yes. I watch uh, uh, this video. Mm. Listen, and this is why my, my when I go back home, yes. I don't I don't give people dream stories. Mm-hmm. I tell them, listen, what you see here, yeah. don't get happy because that's why I, I like I, I like the the story of the the transitional or what should I say, um, not the success story, but the um, I, I'm losing my train of thought, but tell me the story on how you got there. Yeah. But now I don't want to hear the story that you hear now. Like I want to know what it took because I think we underestimate the work. So when I go back home, a lot of times, you know, a lot of people are envious of me, of course, family, cousins, whatever it is. But I always tell them, listen, don't don't use what I am now as your starting point. Yes, yes. yes. Like we're talking, like you know, I've been here my whole life, so it's it's a different type of ball game for me and I think the problem is sometimes we sell we sell we go back home we sell our friends family stories you know the the guy came up here he True. was doing dishes his whole True. career he go back there he got 10,000 obviously there is a lot of money yeah. so we bring that car that we paid a thousand dollars for here yeah. and it's worth six you know what I mean so we sell you this dream and we got people chasing a dream and really like it's it's chasing it's the greed of money yes I think also to add a little bit to your point, I think it has more to do with like not knowing what is happening in those countries. Like, you know, 
good. Yeah, the, the going immigrant. To, yes, <laughs> the immigrant like, experience is a yes, is a different beast it, altogether. You know, living in Italy, it's I don't. I, I don't even want to visit Italy. I'll be honest, because I've I've heard horror stories exactly. on how people get treated yes, out there. Now you know, there, can, is, there is racism. Can we, there is the function of like, yeah. you know how do you grow in the society? And this is not only specific to Italy. You have France. It's yeah. France is the biggest example. You you go to one of the major streets in Paris. You see African selling corn on the street. (laughs) I'm going to tell you my Paris story. When I went to Paris uh, in 22, three years ago, I went there. um, And my mom and my sister were there, so I meet up with them. But they they got there the day before. So when I landed, um, they couldn't come pick me up. I was at a different airport. Anyways, I had to get on a train to go meet them at this mall, at this um, La Défense. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but... Every, if you go to Paris, you should know. So I was supposed to go meet up there. This is probably um, two weeks after there was a bombing that happened in, in France, in Paris to, to be specific. Yeah. So when I got there, I had my luggage, I had, I had my backpack, and then I also had my, you know, I just came off the plane. So I get to the mall and, you know, my fellow African, he's Senegalese, he wants to check, he telling me I can't get in the mall. So... First of all, as soon as I land, I do speak French, by the way. As soon as I land in Paris, I forget my French. (laughs) French out the window. (laughs) Okay? Uh, What? Excuse me. Sorry, what you say? And the person could be talking to me in French. Oh, I understand everything. And I respond to him in English. So when I got there, he he was putting pressure on me. I couldn't go with whatever it was. And I was like, what you mean? Like, I can't go and no, you got to open up your suitcase. I said... No, you violated me. No, so I started to talk, put a little pressure. I was like, "No, I'm a ball player. I'm here on a tournament." Yeah. Because in my backpack, I did have a lot of sneakers. If you know me, you know I wear sneakers all the time. So when he opened it up, he's like, "Oh yeah, what tournament are you in?" I said, "Yeah, I'm in the junior league NBA. I don't know. I made some shit." Yeah. So I go, "Oh, can I can I take a picture with you?" Oh, star. <laughs> Let's get now, some and I, and I was looking at him. My mom thinking like, "God, like." It's to the point where like you know you have to kind of lie or even like the perception of how. You know, black people, even amongst us, we don't we don't really Yeah. We treat each other I don't want to say just as bad, but we also don't treat each other with any respect than we should. And when this is happening with the slavery, is in your opinion, and this is just our opinion, it doesn't really matter. We're not expert in politics, but is the government responsible for these people getting sold and things like that? There is no government in Libya. Like who are you going to blame? Because I guess they're trying, to, they're trying to blame the home government for, I don't know, not creating enough opportunities so these people... Oh, that, that is true. There is no... There is no that country is, you is know, no everybody for their own. Of course. Like, it's everyone for, for himself in, in, in Libya at this moment. But yes, you can take it back to the, to the African countries themselves, like, you know, Mali, or you can take it back to say, why don't you create enough opportunity for these young African, you know... To, avoid, to to stop them from just going all the way to these places. But this is co- controversial also in its own because and I'm pretty sure maybe you are familiar with the situation in Niger. The president signed a pact with France to have like a virtual border in Niger. Are you aware of this? No, no idea. So, so you're, are, you're giving me no, so no border are, with, with, with Libya? Yes. Like in, in Niger, so anyone who would like to be a refugee in the U.S., I mean in Europe, need to be qualified in Niger, actually. So that is, you cannot, you, you have all the immigrants. Oh, all you the, can't just get up and just land there and then yes. become a refugee on yes, the spot. Exactly. Because if you cross, you go to the you go to Europe, you can just say, okay, yes, I'm a refugee. But they, wanna, they don't want to deal with you in Europe. 
anymore. They want to deal with you in <laughs> Africa. <laughs> so when Niger president, I think they already signed it. But it was a big issue. Everyone is saying, no, French, French or Europe cannot have a border because this is like creating a virtual border in Africa. Yeah, like so that means if if you don't leave as a refugee once you land there, yeah, it is null and voided. Yes, and then when they catch you, so anyone who get caught in in Libya or anywhere in in the desert area, yeah. they bring you in Niger to process your case within Niger. So this has been this is some fuckboy shit. Yes, this is uh this is a very you know it's like it was crazy. People had like a lot of argument. I, I actually this is the first that I heard, but also like when we talk about Libya. It, it, did it not used to be like one of the most up and coming Libya, Libya and they killed Gaddafi? And this is why I'm even talking about it because it has to do with money. Because I think what ended up happening is he trying to initiate a, not a universal, but a United States of Africa yeah. currency. currency. And then the, you know, yes. the Western world Definitely. wasn't, they weren't they fan will, of that. They will never be fan of this because, you know, the power that the U.S. has has to do. With the, the currency that like have. if if Africa was to have a currency yes like in your expertise yeah like how big we're talking like how big the African how does that how big does that become that is a big issue this is a very big issue actually in fourteen countries I'm not going to even talk about the rest of Africa I'm just, just maybe like in maybe in West let's t- just take it. so in Mali they also use Sefa we right? use Sefa okay yeah because we we're, we're 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 almost I mean in the same economic yeah zone. yeah. But you know the implication, the issues that are happening with Sefa now. Like, Sefa is a mayhem. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen people burn their money. I go, wait, did you? <laughs> you might need that. <laughs> what you mean? You're burning. <laughs> what you burning? Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, I'm so, like, yo, figure this out so, first because what's, what's this burn? So, is burn. Some, some people definitely are burning it because, you know, we, most of the economic issues in Africa are linked to the currencies that we use. Yes. So, so who owns the Sefa? I'm, like, so, like, this is just me. So, so the Sefa is actually printed by the French government. I never knew that. Yes, and then it doesn't stop there. So let's assume that you are a Malian government and then you sold, you know, like say 100 millions of Iraniums. You know, Niger is one of the biggest producers in Europe. And you just sold 100 million of these. So these 100 billion that you just received, or 100 million that you just received from selling your uranium doesn't go actually to you right away. French is going to, there is a percentage, they are going to, I think it's half, or maybe 70, uh, 40%. Jesus. They are going to take 40% of that money, right? And then save it in their bank and then give you the remaining 60%, right? And just so you guys know, when we're talking about safer, safer is a uh, is like the Canadian Canadian dollar. It's just a it's the it's a currency that's being used by several Western uh, is it Western Western African countries. Niger was one of them, Mali, and I think Senegal, Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast. Yeah, a few of them. And I think they also adopted like the same passport among these countries. Yes, right? they have the city, yeah, city hour, whatever it's called. So, so most of the issues that we have in Africa economically. Is, is currency because our currencies, you cannot, um, African, African countries don't have enough power to control their currencies. So they have to, there's a middleman which then they have takes rely, everything. They have to rely on someone to back them up, to say, okay, we are your guarantor. We're going to make sure that you... This you, money is worth money, something. Exactly, your money is worth something. So, what, But when they do this, they are not doing this for free, of course. 
<laughs> well, for, for these forty percent of these, these African countries, it yeah. used to be more than this. Actually, it used to be more than forty percent. These African countries, they don't have, they don't know how much money they have is saved in France. Actually, France doesn't give them any record. Imagine that you're putting your money in the bank and you don't know how much you have. Yes, you don't have a statement for it. If African countries withdrew their money from the French central bank, those only fourteen countries, when they withdraw their money from central banks in France, it's going to cause a huge mayhem. In, in and, and also, th- that's interesting because um, the president of Zimbabwe, just today, he had, he had to resign. Yes. Um, and at some point in time, he was like this revolutionary guy who, okay. you know, he took over and uh, even the jokes that they say on Facebook, I don't know if it's true because some of it be like, how does old man come up with it? But anyways, so initially what he was doing, which I kind of like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, because when he took over at some point, he was he chased away the white farmers. Uh, listen, that's gangster to me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, like, though was, you know, obviously it created a whole lot of other issues. Yeah. I think that part of it, I could kind of like, yeah, well, I mean, we do need to, you know, to, to get to a, to a high point, you have to be at your lowest. So even though, I mean, I don't know. I'm just giving you my personal perspective from reading this is, you know, he got rid of all these people, but they now have their own currency, I believe. And at some point they was even called like the the, the poor billionaire because can you explain to us a little bit of how it's, that how it's, that happened? It's crazy, you know. So this is what happened uh, when you let government print money, right? Because this government if they print money, they are going to be qualified like among people who print money. So, okay, is Zimbabwe more important than, you know, England, right? Or is British uh, government more stronger than, like, stronger than the French government? So if the French government is stronger, then their currency is going to be valued more. Okay. But Zimbabwe, even though they have the capacity of printing their money, people don't believe them. So government can print all the money that they want. It's still dumb. It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. People will be like, oh, no, I would rather have $1 US than holding your money, like, you know, holding this Zimbabwe money. Oh, which I think at some point they open up the door to have several currencies yes. being accepted exactly. in the country. Exactly. Not just like Zimbabwe currency, yes. but it had like because US dollar, because it's, because euros. It's yes, because it's worthless. And then, you know, how people actually decide who's worthless, like which currency is worthless. How do you decide this? Is it because the government is not stronger or maybe because the president is sleeping? What about in the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. Like in the U.S., what happened? Like Trump is not like a very stable guy. Why <laughs> the currency is not falling? You know, this, so those type of questions, people ask themselves a lot of questions when this happened. Like, yeah. Zimbabwe is pretty much like, if you work in Zimbabwe, I met a lady in Zimbabwe. We took a bus together to, to go to like some crazy places. She told me that she used to work in a, in a shoe factory. And at the end of the month, she get paid in shoes. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> and she has to go and sell these shoes because there is actually no money. Like, there's no money circulating. You know? So people are, get, are being in today. Can you guys imagine that somebody... Some of y'all, if you even miss half your paycheck next week, you'll be... You know, it's it's... Can we compare that to the to the government? Like how the system works is like 
once one thing falls apart, yeah, it's a you know it's a it's a trickling down effect. Like it's a trickle down. Some of us, if we miss our next paycheck, don't clear rent is not being paid, credit cards, yeah. our car getting repoed, well, and things like yeah, that. It creates is a bunch of other issues. On top of this, in Zimbabwe, even if you have money in the bank, let's say you have ten thousand dollars in the bank, actually, when you go to the bank, you cannot get the money back. You can't. There is a line. In a, there is a line. Shit. There is a line. It will take here from from here to to maybe the other side of the lake, that area. Yeah. Every morning in front of banks, I was there in Bulawayo. I saw it. You know, you will see long lines, people, and then they can get only twenty five US dollar a day. You know, like you can't even if you have more than that, you cannot. The banks will actually refuse to give you money. So having your bank at the having your having your money at the bank doesn't guarantee you anything. Like, this is why you got to, this is why, you know, and this is the conversa- whole conversation behind, if you guys are not getting everything tight, listen, we are experts in here. <laughs> yes. Or at least for t- yes. and then <laughs> expert we, in our own in our own ways. Yeah, is, exactly, our own way. We are just giving our point of view. We are not expert. And then it's just allowing people to do their own research, maybe creating some, you know. It gets, you know, you get the light bulb go off your head like, hey, man, was You go research for this. And this is why these, these cryptocurrency... Like Bitcoins and other would strive because if a Bitcoin is implemented in these societies, yes. you have less of a this big of an impact. That's correct. In, in terms of you know, that imagine is. have to line up every day and they telling you you got ten thousand in there, yes. you can only pull out. And then you are supposed to go work. Actually, in in Zimbabwe, people would rather not work. That's what it is. Like, why do you work if you are not going to get paid? Yo, but for whatever reason, I thought Zimbabwe country because the Zimbabwe girls in Toronto they kind of you know. Yeah, <laughs> I can say that. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's but true. so I'm I'm thinking, yo, I want to go to your country, but and they are pretty smart. They are all of like I've yeah. never met a Zimbabwean you know, fairly educated. I actually, you know, I, I know I know a few very 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 good people. Yes, so it's not like you know they are dumb that they have this situation there. It's because and of even the president going for how does a president go for thirty seven years? Thirty seven years. Mugabe has been there for thirty seven years, but please be careful. You know, Zimbabwean actually still kind of they, they 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 love him. They respect him. I, I knew it was this time to go where they used to have pictures of him at conference. And he was asleep. Yes, I said, "Yo, get the senior <laughs> citizen." <laughs> they always, like even recently, you know, he was supposed to give a speech. Like he he's he's. <laughs> Imagine his mindset, like you you are beyond old. Of course. And you in these conference falling asleep and you still talking about and I heard he was he was preparing a campaign for twenty eighteen. I said no, okay. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, please have it. I mean as we're talking currently, actually today, uh, I seen it's been all over the news he is, he that he's lying. resigning, he's yeah. So so Africa, you know, you have all these old leaders and then you have these new technologies, things that are happening around the world that they are not able to, you know, to implement, implement um, right? Uh, that, that's very interesting. It's you know, crazy. you know the the convers. It, honestly, it's it's so many. We could probably keep going here for two hours, oh, yes. but but it's it's so intriguing to me because you know people still being and they saying they selling them for like two three hundred dollars. Which one? Like the in in in, in Libya? Oh yes. Like people being sold and things like that. But you know what? Um, I, I'm I'm all for the Bitcoin situation, and um, I don't have rich friends, but I'm I'm gonna need to go find some. By the way, if you are if you have some money, but you're not, you willing to lose? Okay, activated podcast, get in the DM. We could get this exactly. this thing going, and and yeah. I don't know, maybe buy one or whatever. But yeah, this is uh, this is good. Um, you don't yeah. need to buy one actually in Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of Bitcoin. You can buy one hundred dollar Bitcoin. 
or you could buy a hundred dollar worth. Yes, yes. But it, do you, is it too late though? Like, because it's like everything else. Like that is you know so, you don't buy when it peaks. But that, they're saying that this that is, is not true. even the peak. Is what they talk about is, in terms yes. of you know being worth ten ten k per coin now. Like they're saying like there's room to grow. That's a lot of people are saying, you know, in 2014 or 2013, people were saying, no way, there is no bit, there is no way that Bitcoin will reach, let's say, one thousand dollars. There is no way, and then, and then there was like crashes. It will go to like one hundred fifty, and then crash to like twenty five. It will go to, you know, two thousand, and then around that time, to be honest, like some of the earlier Bitcoin that I had, the price went up so much that I couldn't keep them. I had to, I say to myself. This, I have to sell it. <laughs> so you, like, you you mean to tell me, Yusuf, you could have, I could have been talking to a millionaire. So, like, no. Sit, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, and you know what? That's the first question I asked them. I said, all this Bitcoin going on, are you a millionaire living no, humbly here in the no, city of Toronto? Because I have, a, I have a very, I have a very, you know, I cannot keep Bitcoin. I, I, I learned about it. I, I like to learn about it. I like to yeah. be involved. So, in like, to, to be a millionaire today, in today's world, how much Bitcoin did you need to have back then? Oh, no, that's even not a lot. Like $100 like, work, $200 work? If you had, let's say, $100 Canadians uh, in Bitcoin, let's say, in 2014, now, like, that would be a lot. That would like a couple lot hundred thousand, Yes, right? yes, more than that, God for sure. damn, we missed that train. More than that, for sure. We're too busy trying to become but rappers. It, but what you, know, what, you know what they say? One of the arguments that they say is, think about the number of millionaires in the world. How many millionaires do you think exist in the world? Like, uh, okay, let's say only in Canada. Do you think how many in Canada are there more than 21 millionaires in Canada? Do I don't think so. Millionaires? There are so many millionaires here. I know so many millionaires on, you know, on Harborfront, like young kids. They have yeah, the, okay, so there's, so there's a lot. So there are more like than 21 million millionaires for sure. Oh, you mean across the world? Yes. Even in Canada. Twenty-one million? No, Canada. Okay, Canada. No, no, around the world. Let's say around the world. Yeah, around the world. Maybe around about 20, world. 21 million millionaires. Yes, 20, 21 millionaires. So imagine all of those guys. If they say they want to have one bitcoin, if they each millionaire buy only one bitcoin, and we know that we have only twenty-one million bitcoin. So that means, if those guys try to buy it right now, they cannot get it actually. Millionaires cannot buy one full Bitcoin. Like they they not they're not allowed to? No, because the supply, right? Like the number of But can can they buy it from somebody if somebody wants yes, to sell it? Okay. Yes. If they if they know someone who can buy it, if if they know someone who has like one full bitcoin, they they can buy it. They could go buy but, it. But but my idea is um, what I'm trying to say is there are enough people in the world to push the Bitcoin price so high. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because the limit is it's limited. You know, the number of limited anything that's you know it's like limited pair of you know when Jordan dropped limited edition oh we only giving out ten thousand everybody jumps on it yes and then you resell it right away for like two three hundred dollars yeah. it's kind of like I guess iPhone was like that too for a while but now it's they make so many of them it's like you don't even you know it used to be so hard to get an iPhone the day it launched mm-hmm. to now like it's becoming this thing because I you know I've gone into it before but now I don't I try to do it now and I realize. Oh man, this thing is not like it used to be. Because mm-hmm. I used to be able to pick up, you know, two, three, the day that it drops, and instantly flip it for maybe four hundred dollars more. Yeah. So if I sell three phones, I'm able to buy 
an iPhone for it's, it cost me nothing almost. And I always use you know my credit card to buy these things. I I don't use my own money. I use the white man's money. <laughs> you know why yeah. use you know that's why I got this good credit for yes. it. You gotta use why your use credit. Your and then if I don't if I don't sell it within ten days, I return it to the store. Yeah, so there's no there's no risk yes. for me at all. Yeah. So there is a there is a potential you know to to see the price of Bitcoin going higher. And you know, for, for, if you go to some blogs like Reddit.com, for example, mm-hmm. they always like to say, "Oh, the best time to buy Bitcoin was yesterday," <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but today is today. <laughs> but you know, today is the next best time. You know, they, so they have this idea. It's yeah. you know, it you can still buy it. You can still buy it. It's not late for you to get in. And and if you look at the, the statistics, right? Because the market value of the market cap of Bitcoin right now is maybe like. I think it's 140 billion US. Okay. That is very small compared to Apple, let's say the market cap of Apple. Yeah. So, like, Bitcoin is like right here. Yeah. And then you have Apple with this huge, size, with this huge, like yeah. 700 billion or something like that in market cap. So, no, it's not late. It's not late. Yes, you can grab maybe a couple of them. And then, the, <laughs> you know, the, the one of the statistics is I think more less than. Less than 10 million people actually own Bitcoin in the world. Less than 10 million. We have billions of people. Yeah. And these guys, you know, most people will be involved in it. More people will try to get like, a, you know, a couple of Satoshis. Yeah. So, yes, this is not an advice, of course. We're not giving advice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, do what you want. But, but this uh, is, yeah, this has been good, man. Anything else that we we're, we're leaving off? We, oh, we, we've talked a lot. This is this is by record is my longest uh, my longest podcast by far. <laughs> um, we haven't but, even touched we haven't even touched the technicality technicalities. And then you know, to be honest, this is my first time doing this. So yeah. I'm like really, really yeah. Like I said, it. like I, I'm 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 super excited because, like I said, yeah. most of these. Everybody that you've heard on the podcast so far is nobody that I had to chase, chase down. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, when I started, I would reach out to people who I find to be inspirational. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people only do what they care about. So Definitely. people that you guys have heard about is people that reach out to me. And I'm like, of course, let's do it. Like, it makes sense. Let's do it. So yeah. um, we're, we're definitely going to do this again because, uh, you know, we... There's so much information out there that you know we might not be able to compress it in just one podcast. No, it's so not, it's not we'll, 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 we'll do a part two at, at some point in time, and you know for the holidays as you get ready to spend all this money, just you know just think about how many maybe Bitcoin or portion yeah. of a Bitcoin yeah. you could have exactly you could have owned or instead of buying other, yes or these. any other cryptocurrencies. Because if you think about it, you know, buy one hundred dollar now. Don't worry about it. Just like let, let it sit there and let's, then let's let it wait. Yeah. You know, the percentage, the increase in percentage is is, is hallucinating. You know, you look at the price of Bitcoin. No, it's at it's, the beginning it, of the year. Yeah. Like less than less than ten months ago, Bitcoin was thousand dollar, one thousand. Shit. But now it's eight thousand. You know, and some of the statistics are. Saying that you know by the end of the year definitely it's going to be like ten thousand. Okay, we are talking about U.S. dollar right now. We are in the U.S. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Because I was like, in oh, Canada yeah. already. Canada, yeah, Canada, Canada it's, it's right. I checked today actually as we're speaking is 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 ten thousand. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'll 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 wrap it up on this. Any yeah. any other? I mean, you so. Oh man, thank you, thank you for. I will, I will never finish. I will be here talking about this. <laughs> so yes, what are we gonna do? Is you know, once you post this, I think people will reach out to you with questions, things like that. Yeah, and then I we'll 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 gauge and 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 put out a part two. When, like I said, this is, you know, what I mean, I, I came to you, we did it. You know, what I'm saying so. It's it's no issue at all. Um, so uh, if people have questions, can they contact you? 
They can, <laughs> yes, they can, uh, they can contact me. Are you on Instagram at all? I have uh, Instagram, but I rarely post anything. Okay, so if you have any questions, hit me up, okay? Exactly. You eat Ibra or, you know, you post it on his Facebook, I will see them. Oh, no, yeah, and then uh, we'll go from there. Well, thanks very much. Um, for everybody who's been tuning in, of course, this is The Activated Podcast. I'm your host, Ibu, along with Yusuf. And uh, you've officially been activated. Peace. Peace. <laughs>